Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Spare Notes, episode number 10. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com, and I am joined once again by my very good friend, Mr. William Cooper of CigarCoop.com. Um, as always, that's another meeting of the minds. And we are here today to talk to you about all things cigars and the interesting, the haps, what's going on. A lot of the stuff we're going to cover today is... Um, we got some. I got. I have some updates that I want to share with everyone. I have some promotions I want to share with everyone. Um, we're both going to talk about contenders for cigar of the year. My top twenty-five list is already up. Um, the cigar coupe contenders haven't been released yet, but I'm sure I can uh, get coupe to to kind of give us something um, rather um, for uh, you know to, to to talk about from his list. Maybe I don't know. We'll see what I can get out of him. But coupe, how are you? <laughs> Doing good, doing good, Matthew. Happy Thanksgiving. I, w- I was thinking, okay? Yeah. Like about a, you know, if you think about the genesis of Spare Notes, and this kind of was an offshoot of conversations that you and I were having. I believe it was about a year ago, Thanksgiving weekend, where we had that kind of that impromptu Zoom call. It was you, me, Carney, and I think a couple of other folks. And that was kind of like pre-Spare Notes. And I think that was the first one we had. I remember it was Thanksgiving weekend last year. So um, we've come a full year, if you look at that. And a lot's happened, for sure. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. So much has happened in the last year. Uh, I finally, you know, I love bringing this up. And I think that you do, too. I think you like when I bring this up. I, I, I do, too. But the, it's kind this, of funny the, now. It was about a year ago now when I finally messaged Coop for the second time ever, <laughs> hoping not to get yelled at like I did the first time. <laughs> I was like, hey, here I was with my white flag. Hey, buddy. Uh, I would just think it would be cool if you came on the show. And then he apologized for being a dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Um, and he still yeah. apologizes. And I'm like, stop do- apologizing. I- <laughs> Fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was about a year ago. Yeah, it was. Um, it was because I remember you you reached out. I got back because we usually go to my daughter's for Thanksgiving um, and our husband's. So I got back home Thanksgiving night and there was a message on my messenger from you. Thanksgiving night. And I said, yeah, you know, and I apologize to you. And I said, absolutely, I'll come on. And then um, that like that weekend is when you had the uh, that Zoom thing. And you kind of I think I just was like kind of a fly on the wall. And you say, hey, why don't you come on in? I said, yeah, it'd be pretty good to break the ice and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was all good. Yeah, no, it was um, it was interesting, too, because I was like, oh, I want to finally start getting some more media people on the yeah. show, too. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, that guy's cigar coop. You know, he kind of yelled at me before. <laughs> was like why are you sending me a link to your show like whoa and i was like oh shit i just stepped on someone's toes but no it was all good it worked out um and like you said a lot has happened in a year now here we are doing the spare notes show um it's been a great time absolutely the um leo stone thanks for watching buddy hey leo how you doing doing great mark Vanslid Wright is here. Awesome guy. Chad, Mike, Alan Rubin is watching. Michael Day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. A um, little post Thanksgiving. So it's it's actually, uh, it's our kind of on the odd week of a spare notes uh, schedule just because we had to do some schedule stuff. Yeah. The regular Smoking Tobacco Show. I should address this first, actually. Cool. Uh, the regular episode of the Smoking Tobacco Show did not happen this week due to myself feeling under the weather. I had a little stomach issue. Oh, and, sorry. Uh, 
I was just, I just didn't want to power through it. And I knew that it like, it, I just was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta call a time of death on this. And it was really last minute. I felt bad because I texted Carney and he was all excited to finally come back on. And then he was all excited. And I was like, dude, no go, no go. And then uh, he was like, what's going on? I'm like, I just, I, I just, I feel like trash. And I'm like, I just, uh, my stomach is just not where it should be. And I just, I can't even, I, I don't even know what's going on right now. I just, I can't even focus on that. I just, I gotta, and then I, you know, I got through that and I slept it off and we were going to maybe try on Thanksgiving day, but we just had so much stuff going on with the family. So I just didn't really get a chance to do a show. And I said, you know what, whatever, it's just, we'll, let's just move on from this. It, it's unfortunate. Uh, it very rarely happens that we ever miss a show. Very, 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 very rare. Um, but I do apologize to anyone who was excited for that. Um, but here we are today, uh, spare notes show, um, the regular spoken tobacco show will return next week with Charlie Minato from halfwheel.com. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be a really great episode. Um, other than that, um, we have some new friends joining us at smoking tobacco, uh, and as well as the spare note show, uh, Drew estate is now going to be the official studio sponsor of the smoking tobacco show, at least on my end. Um, and they are also going to be with us in doing some other magical things in 2022. So really excited about that. Um, our friends at Drew Estate are awesome. They are on the top 25 contenders list for Cigar of the Year at Smoke of Tobacco, which we will get into later. Um, we have a massive giveaway for the holiday season. If you missed it, it's on our social media page as well as on our website at smokeoftobacco.com. You can go on there and you can check out all the prizes we have. We have boxes of LFD, McAuliffe, Camacho Unleashed, um, as well as a mega bundle of loose cigars from Nicole and my personal humidors uh, that we both picked out and put in there. I think there's like, I want to say at least 40 cigars yep. uh, that we'll be giving away. So stay tuned to that. It'll be a new winner every week in the month of December. And um, that's pretty much it. That's all I got for updates and stuff, Coop. What do you yeah. got over there? Yeah, let me, uh, so Drew State, you know, they, uh, I was just with those guys um, down in Miami. Uh, I spent, uh, I hung out with those guys for about three days. Great guys, uh, great company. Uh, they've been longtime partners of Coop. Um, so it's great that they're on board with smoking tobacco and spare notes. Um, they've been, they always said they're just great supporters. Um, and then I will tell you that Coop doesn't run a lot of contests, but we do, the last year we did run a Drew Estate holiday contest. We are going to run another one this year. We are just working out the final logistics of what that prize will be. So um, stay tuned on that for sure. But, but we, last year we gave away three year of the rod humidors. Wow. Uh, and, and believe me, it's super easy uh, to enter uh, both these contests on either one. I saw what you guys have. It's not hard. Takes, takes a minute. So uh, the great way to kind of get that great way to win some stuff um, as well. But like I said, we don't do, you guys do more giveaways than we do. I don't do as many giveaways, mm -hmm. but this is one of the few that we're doing. Um, and that stay tuned. I'll have the announcement on that probably in the next week or two. We're just trying to finalize the prize item. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's always fun. People like to win free stuff. They like to get yep. free stuff and do something a little different on holiday. Give back a little. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and we love giving it away. So it, it, yeah. it's, it's fun for us to just yeah. hold a contest. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. What do you, uh, what are you smoking over there? Well, I am smoking the Hoya de Nicaragua Numero Uno Le Premier, um, mm -hmm. a cigar that is definitely in play for the coupe list this year. Really? So this is the second size that they came out with. This is the Churchill size. 
Um, and I'm actually a bigger fan of the Churchill size and that Lonsdale size they did. So uh, this has become a Thanksgiving smoke. My son-in-law likes this blend. Uh, so I took this down to uh, South Carolina where he lives, and uh, I just decided to light another one up this weekend as well. See, I'm not going to lie to you. That cigar just it did not do it for me. So I'll say this. The Lonsdale size was good. I didn't get the hoopla about it. Okay. It, people like, like half wheel gave it a number one. A few people. This is look, this is definitely this size. I think it's a better size. It's not, I'm, I'm it's not going to be contending for number one. I'm, I'll be honest with you, but I think this size is much better where it's certainly in contention for a top 25 spot. The, I found it to be too tight that in the Lonsdale, I found it to be too tight. I didn't like the way it burned, and I didn't find it to be very complex. It's not as complex as, yeah, I would agree. It's not a complex, but it is, what I do like about this is, you know, you don't get any of that harshness or bitterness like you get from a lot of Connecticut's. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Hoya has done a good job. I think, I was worried about them doing a second size because of this, but it seems to have clicked with this one for me. Uh, but like I said, the Lonsdale size was good. It just... The, the the rave reviews weren't quite hitting it for me. This, yeah. Maybe this size is more in my wheelhouse for whatever reason. Um, and, I, and like I said, it's enjoyable. Like I said, it's it's definitely a cigar that um, I think is in play on the coupe list is what I'll say. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it'll be – I'm excited to see where it ranks. I really am. I'm excited yeah. to see that. And, yeah, and we'll get into some cigar to year stuff and the mechanics, I think, a little later, and I'll talk about what, what I mean by in play. Mm -hmm. So I think because I think we we both have different which I love I love that cigar to year lists have different approaches right that to me that's why you don't know that's what I love about it so that's what makes multiple people doing it fun because fun. everyone's exactly. doing it differently see, yeah I, now I bust people's balls when I see them deviate from their criteria and I'll believe me I t the media knows I'm like I'm a watchdog on that <laughs> you know I'm a watchdog I told you oh today. yeah I, I know said, how you, you are you don't you want to you don't want to add up see we have a thing called the WFT list right that that is basically how to bleep did this cigar make a list and it's not because the cigar is bad or not tasty it's because they've got you I'll find someone contradicting what they said is their criteria and I, I do it every year or, or they spell the cigar name wrong. Don't spell your cigar name wrong on the list because I'm going to nail you on it. <laughs> I told Matt that too. <laughs> well, I get sent, the name wrong. Get the name wrong. I sent Coop a, uh, I sent Coop my list before it was public. Um, and uh, there was a, it was like, oh, you got two things. I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, how did I miss that? I'm like, but I'm, but this is, but this is why I send stuff to Coop before it goes live because you need like another set of eyes to like yeah. proofread stuff. And yeah. I'm like, Coop, can you check this list? What do you think of this list? And he's like, it's a good list, but you got two things wrong. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't um, want you on that WFT list. I'd have to put you on there. And then they, well, how come you didn't put Matt on there and you put me on there? Like, I don't want to. So yeah, you, you, I, I think you, I think you got it. From what I saw, you are okay. You shouldn't have any problems. But my list has been finalized and it is up on smokingtobacco.com, so you can find it there. Yep. Um, do you wanna do you wanna get into some of the other stuff first and then yeah, get why don't into... we get into the other stuff first and then okay. we will get into that this way some of the housekeepers get. Yeah, let's do that first. Uh what, you want to start us off? What do you got? Well, you know, there was something interesting um that I saw this week, right? 
And I think it's not as big a deal of a story as many people may think it is, but it kind of underscored something I've been saying. So this past week, and I hate talking about legislation, right? But this past week, an appeals court basically uh, upheld, uh, basically upheld a ruling that, you know, uh, there was a ban on flavored tobacco in Philadelphia. Uh, and then it was kind of overturned. And the appeals court kind of upheld that overturning of the flavored tobacco ban. Now, what I want to say is that flavored tobacco ban, there were a lot of exceptions in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It didn't, like, for example, if uh, it didn't prohibit, if you were like selling 90% tobacco products, right, you could still sell flavored tobacco. Or if you were a distributor, you could still distribute uh, flavored tobacco products, right? But I think it was aimed more at like the convenience store type things and everything. Yep. But I was, but here's what I say. I've been really questioning how much our trade organizations are, are fighting the battle on flavored tobacco. And the fact that they didn't even mention this this week underscores the fact I don't think they, they care about this. I really don't. And it's the, I, to me, I've kind of said this a hundred times. If there was a if there's any fight against flavored tobacco, I would be fighting it with every fiber of my being if I was the organization right now. Because Absolutely. It represents a huge segment. But I know, like I said, I know the ban wasn't as bad. It's not a bad ban in Philadelphia, but it's a win. Why don't we celebrate this win? Say something about it. Like, look, and 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 be done with it. You know, it's great because it separates out premium from non-premium. Like and the court upheld this and understood it, so to me I just don't understand it. Um, but it underscored more or less the fact that I don't believe our trade organizations are all in on the battle with flavored tobacco. And I would say that to anyone who comes on a call with me from any of the organizations, the PCA or the, or, the, or the CRA on that. Yeah, I mean we we we've said it time and time again. Um, the um. Sorry, I'm like, I'm trying to get some things lined up here and I'm trying to multitask and everyone knows, most people know that I. I well, you know, Matt, when we do these shows, um, it's hard. Don't, yeah. don't feel bad because we're, we're not only the host, we're like chef, cook and bottle washer. That's right. Uh, so sometimes it's all on us. So um, at least you have a little help on your side. So you have I, I help. do. I have a you little have great bit. help. You have great help. On your <laughs> side. So, I mean, let me look at you. Have, you have, but I have no help. <laughs> the um, no, a, a win is a win. Um, but the other thing is, too, is. A win is a win for the other side too. So you know if they get, they get, uh, you know they get us on flavor tobacco ban stuff, right? That's still a win for them, and that's yeah. traction. That's traction for them to keep moving forward to take more. Um, that's why people are like, well, it's I don't smoke that shit anyway. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you don't like it. If they get that, then what do you think they're coming for next? The shit that you smoke. So yeah. don't don't give them any traction. Don't, you know, look. This is what happens. You know it. These government organizations that, that have, you know, uh, our money and time to come after the things that we enjoy and then try to force things on us that we don't enjoy. Um, so it's like, just fucking leave us alone, will you? Like, that's all I have to say, really. Yeah, they, it's they just, do. It, I've had enough, it, you know, and you get, you get, you get these people, um, you know, down in Washington and you get the F- FDA and, and it. The sad part is too, right? Is it's like it's all about money. It's all about who who lines whose pockets and all this. Mm-hmm. You know, no one. You know, 
it, it's just it, it's aggravating it really is I, it's hard to just like say something different about it because like we say it all the time it's just, yeah it's just it's just aggravating and it's just it's it's stupid and it's like you're coming after us for what yeah you know people want to say that oh well you know america is so free it's not when you start taking away the shit yeah. that we like you know it's just you know matt the other thing i'll say is this and, and I, I watch your show and I see the news segments, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, and this ain't picking on you or anything. This is all of us. We we get these like we we cover these stories like so and so wrote a letter to someone, right? Yeah. Or certain ones, or, or you know, certain people are getting together and they're they're planning on addressing this committee or something like that. Well, you know, I stopped covering those stories just so you know. I, I'm only covering something that there's an end game result right now, because it, to me, it, it's, I'm not, I'm not blaming you for covering it. Right. I, I get it, but I see our organization, they make, they make these announcements. Here's something where there was a tangible end game result, at least for now, it could still go to the Supreme court. Here was a, a tangible result and a tangible win. We should be talking about this right now. And, and this stuff doesn't come out. And this is where I get really frustrated sometimes with things because like I said, I think it was an important win. And and rather than talk about an intermediate step, which has no end game in, in mm. the end. Mm. So it's 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 this is my this is kind of me on my if you, you know, if, if this is my gripe of the week, it's my gripe of the week, you know. This was it. Yeah, we had something similar kind kind of well not I don't know if no, it's not really similar, but I had something kind of related. So there was um Boston news. This is what I was trying to I was trying to try to pull it up and screen share this but these newspaper websites now it's like they want you to pay i had it open but i opened it in like in a different window and i wanted yeah, they to gotta do stay it. alive these news i get it yeah. and i was like no i want to open a tab and i went up tab now i can't read the article because now it's like oh, son of a bitch. so I'm, I'm you ran out of your uh my free views on the boston herald thanks for reading you can subscribe now for 99 cents yeah uh, i'm all set yeah. uh, but basically i'll have to kind of go off a of memory now um so we just elected a new mayor in the city of Boston, and Boston is divesting from fossil fuels. Michelle Wu, our new mayor, to sign ordinance Monday. Now, this was a, a story that was all very much about fossil fuels and, you know, trying to, you know, not spend so much money on anything that would further or enhance or in study or whatever on fossil fuels. They're trying to go more green and electric and all that, yada, yada, yada. So, but what was funny was the literature that was tucked inside this was funny because it was like, oh, this fossil fuels and this and fossil fuels and uh, like the stuff that it would prohibit or whatever um, that are they, they wanted to like, you know, take away from um, or just like de- decrease or help to stop. It was fossil fuels, fossil fuels, fossil fuels, tobacco products, fossil fuels, fossil fuels. And it's like, oh, here we go again. And this is what people don't realize is that you'll see these bills come up and it's like, oh, it's fossil fuels. And you'll be like, I don't give a shit about that. That's not my problem. What the problem is, is they sneak in there other non-related things to try to get it in there. So this whole bill all about fossil fuels and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a little tobacco products snuck right in there. That And that's what they do at the federal level, too. You think about with appropriations and stuff. Yeah. It's not just city. It's not just state. It's federal. Yeah, it's all of them. Yeah. They, in all levels of, of government and legislature, they do this crap all the time. Yeah. And they don't even do this just in the U.S. This happens all over the world. Yeah, it, it's what they do. They just, oh, you know what? Let's just let's just slide it in there and uh, no one will notice. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, people do. Tobacco, and it's, tobacco 21 was a great example. Yep. I fully agree. And yeah. this is the kind of crap that we see. Um, and I really wanted to bring that up because it's another great example of how these things get snuck in there. Yeah. And you know it, I know it, but most people are not even aware that it happens. Right. And my fear is, you know, back to the flavored is that's what's going to happen when you guys, I think eventually it's going to make its way into one of these bills and, and the industry is going to be caught blindsided. Like they shouldn't have been caught blindsided with tobacco 21. They let that, the industry let that happen. And, but my fear is it's going to happen with flavored as well. Which, you know, what's interesting. Nicole brought up a good point too. Um, you know, they're, they're so like dog on a bone for any kind of flavor related tobacco related kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the other thing that's now coming out of uh, unlegalization marijuana. Right. Let's look at the marijuana market now that it has become. I couldn't Jose. see who was that. Who's Jose? He knows. I'm doing oh, it. Jose Blanco. Oh. <laughs> Jose. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, it's great. It's Jose. Yeah, it's Jose, everybody. <laughs> Jose Blanco. Um, so, uh, no, but it's funny because, you know, we talk about this and here in the United States. Marijuana is slowly but surely becoming more and more legal. Now, the issue with that is, I mean, look, my stance on it, like, I don't really care. Um, it's, right. It's not my thing. Great. You know, ha have at it. Um, I like to just use it as an example because it's, it's such a similar thing. It's another kind of related kind of, kind of product that has been fully outlawed. When I was born, like you couldn't, you know, you got caught right. with a joint, you're going to jail. Right. Uh, now, you know, you can walk into a dispensary in Massachusetts without even a medical card and you can just grab whatever you want and go home and, and get high. Um, that is the reality of 2021. Now you go and you see how they have like the uh, edibles, uh, yep. like they have chocolate and, and, and cookies and brownies and, and like gummy candies. And I think they have seltzers now, like flavored seltzer drinks, and it has THC in it. So yep. let's talk about that for a minute. So you want to take away stuff that might appeal to children to get them on tobacco products. But at the same time, you're allowing marijuana to be available on the market, just fair game. And there's... Yeah there's actual like fucking cookies with weed in it and that's okay you tell me some kid wouldn't be like dude i want to have a brownie and get high yeah but oh an acid kuba kuba no no that's a gateway yeah. smoke yeah you know what i'm saying it's mm -hmm. it's a yeah. good argument yeah. yo it, it totally is val yeah totally and valid it, and it's like that's kind of where we're at you know it, it's it's it, it's like all right well it, it, it makes no sense it's like all right so you're telling us like even with the vape people, right? Because that's kind of, I don't like to associate it with our industry, but it's on the more tobacco side than on the marijuana side. So for the sake of the argument, on the tobacco realm of everything that gets thrown together, the vape people in the same boat. It's like, oh, well, we have the vape thing. And then all the flavors. Well, the flavors are going to want the kids to do it. And blah, 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 blah. And so they took away, Massachusetts took away the flavors. Now you can't have any flavored vape products. But you can go to a dispensary and you can get, you can get a cookie with a bunch of pot in it. Yep. So tell me how that's and arguably, right? What's worse? Yeah. What's worse? No, it totally is. And, and just, you know, they will go after that at some point. Don't worry. But, mm -hmm. but it's, but, but you're right. It's hypocrisy. You know, they'll go after because they're going to realize like, they, they can, right? Right. They don't, like, it's so ridiculous right now. Um, I think the biggest thing with marijuana is 
the on the argument on that, I think for those people, I think part like in terms of why it's now becoming legalized, I think what you're seeing is, I think states are tr- now realizing that they can make money off of it through taxes. That's the that's yeah. number one. Number yeah. one, that's what it is. It's well, you know what? Let's just let them have it, and we'll tax the shit out of it, and yep. they can they can have it. Yep. Won't get in trouble, but we're gonna make money off of it. Yep. Number two, it's like I think they're starting to realize like. Like, let's just stop wasting so much money on police and stuff like that, like enforcing pot when we have other things we need to worry about. There's worse drugs out there that are becoming more of a problem, harder yeah. cord that the police yeah. really yeah. should be focusing on more than the kid at the mall who has like a gram of weed. You know what I mean? So I think it, it, it's that it's it's taxing it. So you're seeing that now come to the forefront. Now you also have tobacco and it's like, well, we're trying to take you down. We're trying to like push you outlaw you, but we're also going to bring in marijuana. And it's like, well, okay, well, they're very similar. And there's a lot of similar arguments on both sides there. Uh, And you're seeing one trying to be pushed into the closet while the other one's actually being pulled out of the closet. Oh yeah. Well, no doubt. But let's not even, let's not even mention, let's not even mention, not that I want to take it away because I, you know, we all enjoy it, but let's talk about alcohol. Out of the three, alcohol is the worst. Alcohol is the worst. Alcohol is the worst. Drunk driving, you know, pancreatic cancer, colon cancer, liver, sure. liver can all the yeah. stomach cancer you can yeah. get from, yeah. from alcohol. Drunk driving, killing people, uh, alcohol poisoning. You just, you just, you drink too much, you kill yourself. Mixing it with yeah. other things, like said, other hard. That's the worst. But that's not going anywhere. No one's even making a peep about alcohol because, well, everyone likes that. So, yeah. Yeah. And let's, you know, also let's just keep in mind, these are prohibition type of moves that are being made when it comes to flavored tobacco. And oh, by the way, you ban flavored tobacco, you run the risk of a lot of companies going out of business because the flavored business is a major part of their profit margins. So um, it's not a good thing. Um, It's just not, I mean, I get like a lot of people who follow our shows aren't flavored people, but, but, it's it's important that we don't um, that we we don't embrace any type of prohibition with this. And, and I I'm not saying the traders organizations have done that. What I am saying is they there needs to be they should be Armageddon right now against all this stuff. I would be just I'd have the I'd have my a my front line out there fighting this hard much harder. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that you know, it's a good time too, you know, yep. especially, you know, with, with PCA and, and CRA, they, they see, we see them going through some changes and um, there's a lot of optimism, I think, from me and you on those organizations going forward. Oh, I think so too. And that's, uh, you know, and that's it, another yeah, part of it. There is a, I do have optimism with that, but it doesn't mean they're doing everything perfect either. Yeah. Right. I think yeah. that they have, they're in a good position to continue to grow and to make changes and to better. Yeah. Um. I think they're on a good path they just have to stay on it so they can keep getting better mm-hmm. um this is not a time to get too cocky and excited and think like oh we got one win like everything's fine no we got a lot of work to do uh let's keep at it let's keep going let's protect the industry uh let's keep making the trade shows better so we can continue to, to fund yeah. so we can keep on fighting the fight and, and, and all of it as a whole so i think that's the biggest message that needs to be said here yep um because those those are the front line that's the first line of defense um, is those organizations when it comes to all the stuff we're talking about. Agree. Um, moving on to other topics. Uh, what else did you have on your list for this week? Um, 
I just my list just went kaboom. Oh, uh, um, you know the other thing. I guess we. I'm sorry. All I right, just went kaboom here. Uh, <laughs> Coop, Coop lost it. I lost it. Um, the other thing we we didn't really. I mean, there was just another small piece of news. Um, you mentioned that there's changes happening in like PCA and CRA. There's yeah. also changes happening at the Cigar Association of America, which which is an organization that represents the larger manufacturers. Yep. Um, and the big and, and the big one is the uh, there's a new president who is basically the executive director. Uh, his name's David Osgo. He comes from the spirits industry, and he's replacing Craig Williams, who's Craig Williamson, who's been in that role for a long time. And I don't know what I haven't been able to get info exactly what happened if he was if he had just decided to step down or if they decided to make a change or not. Um, to me, Craig was a very effective leader of the CAA. So I don't, I don't see anything why they would go at, I think he's got a good track record there. Um, so I don't know if, I don't know if there was a change made, I don't think he was forced out, but there wasn't a lot that came out about that. Other than there's going to be a new CAA president uh, for the first time in over a decade. So yeah. That's something to, worth watching as as well. And, you know, the CAA has been there's been contention with the CAA versus the CRA and PCA. So, um, it, yeah, they've gotten together on some of the court cases, but they've also been diametrically on opposite ends of the things. And and the CAA is where you have the, the big four in there primarily. Uh, there's other companies that are in there as well. Some of the companies support all the organizations, but um, the CAA is generally considered the bigger cigar companies are a part of that one. So just right. something I think worth watching uh, going into 2022 that there's new leadership in the CAA right now. Absolutely. Um, it, it's, there's, there's a lot to watch. There's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of changes that have been made. Um, sorry. I just got interrupted by, uh, our cousin Mark here, who just came right in and just, what are you doing? I'm on the show. Can you get out of here? I'm just fucking with you. Just <laughs> Mark is a mailman, by the way. And I do oh, give nice. him crap because the mail service is so horrible. I blame him. Bye, Mark. I'll catch up with you later. I just got startled. Like, who's out there? Um, anyway, and all my heat just left now. Thanks. Um, so anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of things in play, uh, roles being changed. You know, another thing that we, I, we didn't really mention is last year we saw Glenn loop leave CRA for PCA a year ago, about a year ago. It was about and a year no, ago. Wasn't and it? no yeah. replacements been made. No, there hasn't been. Um, but he has gone over to the other side on PCA and he's done a lot of things over there. And he's so. done, yeah. And I think he's done a very good job over there too. Um, so good point, but I still think the CRA needs some leadership. Okay. And I can give you some examples. I think I told you there was, I think we talked about the example of the one thing that was like the, the, the non, the, the, the partisan letter that went out. Um, the fact that CRA sampler packs are being announced and the CRA ambassadors haven't been told are not being told about them. You know, you know, like it's nice. It's nice that 
a company wants to announce they're doing a, a CRA pack sampler, but it would also be nice if we're told the details about the sampler, the ambassador. And I'm an ambassador, and I haven't been getting any details on this stuff. So I don't know what's – there's no communication going on. So I think they need some leadership to kind of fix the – since Glenn has left, these things have been falling through the cracks is what I'm telling you. Yeah, it's definitely been – it's been quiet, like on the CRA front. Like you don't hear as much. There's not enough people on the out there. There's no face. I feel like Glenn was a huge face for CRA. You know what I mean? Yep. He was a big face, it, and he yeah. was out there, and he was answering questions. And he was, he was, now he's doing that for PCA, which is great for them. But I feel like since CRA has just gotten a little quieter, um, they have revamped their website, by the way, which is yes, nice. it's very modern now. Finally. I know um, that thing was horrible. So uh, it was nice to see them actually kind of revamp that website. Um, another issue that we had uh, actually at the trade show. Do you remember during this year's PCA trade show? Um, there was somebody, I don't know who he is, but I know he's from CRA and he was walking around and he was interviewing people on his phone for like CRAs. I don't know if they have like a YouTube channel. I know who it was. It was someone from this. Yeah, I know who it was from the CRA. And that was kind of like their show coverage, this guy on his phone. And I was with Pete Johnson and we were setting up to do an interview with him. And it was funny because he was just like, he's like, I just don't know like if this is the best way that the CRA should be like presenting itself. And I had to kind of agree with that. And it's like, well, it's not very professional. Um, so um It'd be nice to see them kind of ramp up their their media stuff a little bit better too. Uh, just just throwing it out there. I don't want to knock anyone too hard. Just, just yeah. maybe just just put a little bit of time and money into that instead of someone walking around like this. Hi, I'm so and so from CRA. We're talking to Pete Johnson, and then you just hear this. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Pete Johnson from Tatuai. And it's like you you can't even hear anything that's going on. So uh, let's let's. You know, yeah. if you're going to have an organization, let's also just make sure that these organizations present themselves very professionally as well. Well, yeah. And here's this is where I have another issue is um, I, I actually don't have a problem with PCA doing that type of coverage because I think they have a trade show and I do think they need to have some curated content to their own. Right. I don't think CRA needs to be doing this. Right. Interesting. There's plenty, there's plenty of media outlets that you can partner with, right? And if, I'm, if someone called me up and said, hey, can we feed your videos on the CRA website? I would say, of course. You don't need to, to, to be spending any sort of resource doing. You don't need to be paying someone to go out there to do this. It's just, why are you doing that? There's, there's between you, me, Dojo, Half Wheel, how about that cigar? Um, blind Man's There's plenty of stuff out there that will fill the coffers with all the interviews you want. Why are you trying to now make CRA into an organization? Partner with these media organizations and, and, and do it that way. Yeah, and, no, I, I agree. That's actually yeah. nice. We actually, I didn't even I mean, think of myself. It's a good, yeah. it's a good point. I mean, I've been also a little critical that PCA hasn't shared enough of our, our coverage over the years. Either. I mean, they should be shared. There's, there's thousands of these stories and, and, but at least they have that website link where you can subscribe to different feeds in there, right? So you can go on there and you can get, like you could build that custom newsletter that's in there, right? So there is a way you can get it, right? Which, which I understand. But, but again, I, CRA, that's not what, you, you should be having someone out there 
getting retailers to be great American smoke shops. That's what I would be doing in fundraising. That's what you guys should be focusing on, not interviewing Pete Johnson. Um, because like I said, there's another way you could do it. You could partner. I guarantee you, there's, I'm not saying everyone would do it, but I'm, I think some would. I think a lot of people would do it. I agree. I yeah. think it's a good point. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I think it's a good point. I think it would be nice to see something like that and have a much better uh, representation um, of content that's out there. Um, I, I, I think that they, they should explore that, and that's something that should be brought up to them more directly. Yeah, um, you, yeah. You know, they used to promote our podcasts and our shows in their weekly communications years ago. They stopped doing that as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, this week, tune in, you know, they would, they would say, tune into KMA, tune into the Cigar Authority, tune into, you know, whatever. Uh, and they used to do that. They don't even do that anymore. Yeah, you know, that's that's I think that's a good point, too. And that's something that, you know what, that should be brought up to C, to CRA and PCA. Yeah, they should both be doing that because yeah. maybe people don't want to follow them directly. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't whatever. Yeah. But they follow us. And a, we're, yeah. we're always out here where you we're always out here talking about the stuff that they're doing. So why don't they push that? So yeah. if maybe they don't get people to follow them directly. Help people follow us so we can get yeah. their message out. You know, it's like we're, we're helping them. Yeah, uh, we're You're, helping them help us. So. Yeah, let's all help each other. Exactly. There's a guy called the Daily Ash. Are you aware of him? Yes, I know him. He's great. This guy captures every event and every show, and he puts together. He puts it on social media. Yep, he's awesome. It's he's done. great. He's from, he's from Hawaii. Done. He's from Hawaii. This guy's awesome. Yeah. What a job he does. We don't give him enough credit, I think, as a media. And I want to just say, it's. I think his name's Chris. Chris Combs. So Chris, I am so grateful for you doing that. And I don't think I thank you enough. Did you meet him at PCA? We meet yes, I did. I, yeah. I did thank him, but I keep thanking awesome. this guy every week. I mean, honestly, because he's doing an incredible job. And, and hey, if one person sees it out there, it's one more person than seeing it, in my opinion. But but I get asked all the time, hey, how do I find out about all the shows? That's the, that's why I, I said go to Daily Ash, uh, like his page. You'll know everything you need to know. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, like, as you're saying this, I'm like, shit. I didn't actually give him the heads up that we're doing an off week spare notes. I, that would have been great if he knew, but anyway, it's too yeah, late. We're that's okay. Here. It happens. He does, <laughs> he does a great job. He does a great job. I mean, I can, I get it. And he in does his events. defense. He, he didn't and, know. <laughs> and, he, and he does the retailer events too. On top of that. He does. And every retailer should be thanking this guy. Well, he, he has it separated into it's separate. Uh, yeah. In, yeah. In-person events and then virtual yeah. events. Yeah. Virtual events being like virtual store events and podcast yep. shows. Yep. So, yeah. He, yeah, he covers all of it. And he's yeah. pretty organized about it, too. It's very so that, organized. And, and he's, like sometimes he sometimes he has the show before I've announced it. Yeah. So he's on top of the shows, obviously, the content on top of that. Because mm-hmm. if I announce a show, maybe and I didn't do the promo, I sometimes will see it out there. And I'm like, wow, he's he's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been trying to uh, get the uh, the schedule to him as much in advance as I can, but then sometimes, you know, I forget, but yeah, it's nice. Cause he, he gets it out there sometimes before us too. Um, which is great. Um, it, it's a very useful tool and he, he's great. And I think that more people should be not only thanking him, but you know, going and helping him help them more often. Cause he, he's, he's doing everyone a big favor. So really, 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 really big hats off and a round of applause to, to, to Chris. Yeah. Uh, over at the Daily Ash, uh, he's he's done a tremendous job. Yeah, and uh, we I want him to him keep enough. doing it too. So Absolutely. Important. Yeah, and and anything we can do to help him, you know, be great. Absolutely, keep, keep yeah. him going. Um, so I'm actually going to tag him. In comments. 
Yep. So that way. Please do, because uh, he does a. We we don't. I know I don't thank him enough, and I got to start doing that more because it's 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 very important what he does. Boom. All right. Call yeah. out in the comments so he can he can come on. He might not be watching the show. So. Yep. Um. Anyway, so that takes care of that. Moving on to other business. Um. I'm just getting so. What do we got for time here? I'm getting so excited. We're about 45 minutes in. I'm just getting so excited for contenders talk. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm ready for it. I, yeah. know I know you're probably not ready for it, though. No, I, I mean, I could talk what's going on with the process. I'm not going to reveal any cigars, but there shouldn't be any surprises on the coupe list um, either mm-hmm. because every score is published. And on the coupe list, if this year, if you got a 90 or higher, which is different than previous years, it was 91 or higher, you're eligible for the coupe list. And if yep. you meet all the other criteria. So, but you have to have that. So the minimum score this year was, there are going to be some scores with a 90 that made the list this year. So, since my list is already public, I figure I can share that. We can talk about that yeah, one. Yeah, so I have way, a, You don't have to give away any of your. Yeah, I can tell you what's yet. going on, though. Um, but yeah, let's talk about your list because I want to kind of get. Here's the question I have for you. And I didn't really ask you this directly yet. What decided a cigar is eligible to be a contender. Hold on one second. Can you see my screen with I the website? It. I see it. All right, cool. Uh, sorry, say that again. What You have 25 cigars, right? Yes. What determined that, what kind of was the criteria to be eligible to make those 25? Was it any cigar? Was it smoked in a specific time? I'm trying. I'm. I'm trying to get a little sense of that. Uh, the consensus on what we put on the list was pretty much so. As I stated, and I'll read it here. Actually, since it's in front of me, um, I'm gonna. I'll skip the first part. Uh, this year, the smoked tobacco cigar of the year will be chosen and voted upon internally by our team and a few others we have selected to help. We are beginning this process by announcing our top 25 cigars of 2021, which are in no particular order. We will then unveil the top 10 in order starting December 1st until the winner is announced by unveiling the final two. Uh, Taking into consideration our struggles of last year, as well as the pandemic, which altered the industry, we have chosen cigars released based, uh, sorry, we have chosen cigars released between the end of 2019 and the fall of 2021. However, going forward to be eligible for cigar of the year, a cigar will have to have been released and on store shelves by the first day of that year's premium cigar association trade That's show. That's a coupe rule. That's a coupe rule. I like Mi- that. Micro store exclusive subscription based and personal releases are not eligible. Same here. Um, it has to be a regular, it can be like a limited release from right. a manufacturer. It just has to be on a large enough scale where it went out across the country. Yep. Um, if it's like a single store exclusive, it's, if it's like, uh, like Abe does the, uh, like the, the micro batches, the micro releases. Yeah. Which are great, but unfortunately, those cigars are not something I would count because it's it's kind of a little bit, it's it's more inaccessible to the majority of people around the country, um, potentially. So stuff like that um, that that people do, it's not a knock on those cigars. It's not that they're bad cigars. It's just I we we want to have cigars on that list that get spread around enough that the majority of people can actually have the opportunity to try them, yeah. or they're going to be a little bit more consistently released. Just try to keep things a little bit different. Um, you know, I want to, I want to have stuff that's not, not so much just mainstream, but just, it's, it's just on a bigger scale. Um, what went into these cigars on this list that I'm going to show you in just a moment, um, 
they were cigars that the group of us have, have all smoked or the majority of us had smoked and liked um, that after talking about it, you know, we felt like this is a good cigar. This is why I liked it. Um, Cause you know, obviously as you guys know, we don't do reviews here. Uh, that is by choice and by design. Um, there's enough of that going around right now. And I'd rather focus my time and energy on other things. Um, so for us, it was stuff that we liked stuff that we thought, you know, all around was a good cigar on multiple points in terms of just the quality the construction, the flavor, just the burn, everything. It was a great cigar, cigar we felt was a contender, uh, a cigar that was, you know, widely available. That was, um, uh, you know, it met the, the other criteria of just of, of its availability um, stuff that, you know, we talked about it. We felt like this could be a contender. I'd like to see this on the list. The list was a little bit bigger. Uh, and then we had to kind of go through and whittle it down to 25 because I wanted to start at 25 publicly and then go down to 10. Um, so they won't be ranked at the 25. They're only going to be ranked, you know, 10 through one. So, uh, and that's going to be a little bit different that when we finally get down to our 10, that's going to be just kind of us taking this list, smoking all these cigars and internally kind of just deciding on our own, how we feel each one ranks um, and putting a list together as a group and then un un unveiling it. So that that's kind of, I don't know if that fully answers your question, but that's yeah, kind I think of you did. how yeah, we yeah, I, chose I, to do it. You know, it's funny. I didn't read the opening paragraphs, right? When you said, of course you I did. Nobody it. does. Well, but, well, 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 Matt, you would also <laughs> share this with me ahead of time. You would also share. I mean, I think you tweaked a couple of things on the list though. I think there was a cigar or two you swapped out, right? Since you gave me the list. Yeah. Cause there was but some the cigars that I, there was one cigar on there that I really liked, but then I realized it wasn't released to the public yet and I had yeah. to take it off. And then there was another cigar that was on the list and I took it off because it was, it, it actually was, it made it on its way to that list that, that was shown out, per, you know, previously to, you know, to you before the public. Yep. yep. There was a cigar on there. I actually did swap out because I had, I had realized I made a mistake. And for some reason, uh, the cigar that belonged there uh, somehow got removed accidentally. And then we were like, Oh wait. And we kind of forgot about it. And then we put another cigar in its place. And then I realized after, no, there was a mistake made and I had to swap that back. Other than that, the list hasn't really changed. Yeah. It was um, pretty constant. I'm going to uh, zoom this in a little bit and then bring these down just so it's yeah. a little bit easier to read. Um, so, and again, these are in no particular order, but our first few here going to be the Rocky Patel 60 Toro. Um, I strongly believe that's going to be a serious contender for everybody. I, I think, think that, too. I, did, I think yeah. that, I think that if you see two major outlets, whether it's print or online, give that cigar of the year, a minimum two, that's not going to be a shock. Um, I definitely think that that's a strong, strong favorite of cigar aficionado. Yeah. Um, they, they gave it, they gave it some high scores. The Gordo actually got a 93. So I think that that's definitely a serious contender. I agree. Uh, All Saints, St. Francis Robusto. It's probably my favorite Robusto cigar of the year. Um, I've, I've smoked a lot of them. It's a great short smoke, a lot of flavor. It's just, it's perfectly balanced. It's complex. It's a great construction. Um, that cigar also comes out of the Rocky Patel factory. What do um, Rocky's having? I agree. So, I mean, those two cigars right there at yeah. the top alone coming out of the same factory yeah. are some serious heavy hitters. Yeah. Um, all Saint St. Francis is arguably one of my favorites. Um, I'm going to say this now. 
it's probably going to be on the top 10 and it probably won't be close to the bottom. Um, where exactly it ranks, I can't say yet because we don't officially know, but I do know it's probably on that list. Um, going down the line, Placencia. We talk about Placencia for a minute. I mean, Placencia has put out some really interesting things. Um, yeah. I only have one bone to pick with Placencia, and I'll get to that after this point because um, yeah. I know you probably have some similar feelings. The Alma Fuerte Colorado Sixto that came out, the six-sided cigar, the green band with a yep. Colorado wrapper, great cigar. Love that cigar. I had it in Miami yeah. uh, when we were down there in, in May for the first time. And then while I was down there in Florida, I think I smoked like five more. And then ever since I came back, every time I go to the cigar shop, I grab one or two more. And I just, I, I love that cigar. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, only gripe with Placencia. Only gripe with Placencia is I have felt that as good as the cigars are and the quality is great, I feel like the price is just a little bit too high. They're supposedly using their top, top. Now, again, I'm out. I'm, gonna just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. They're using some of their most aged tobacco in that Alma Forte blend. So that's kind of where, because I've actually interviewed Nestor. He said it's not the packaging that drives up that price. He's saying it's the tobacco that, that drives up that price. Mm-hmm. But I agree when you're up at a $20 price point you're competing with some heavy hitters you, we all know who those are so mm. i i do i i totally agree with you on that i mean just to just to put it right out in the open i mean you cigar at that price point and this is kind of the same thing we saw with, like with ferio tego who's actually not on this list spoiler alert ferio tego is not on the list and i'll i and i will explain that later um and i think coop will also um have a lot of yeah. good things to say about that too uh but you put that cigar in a price point that you're competing with Davidoff, Atabe, Byron, yep. um, Padron. Um, Davidoff, yep. Padron and Davidoff alone are two major manufacturers with major cigars that uh, have been around a long time, that sell very well, that are of the utmost quality. Um, so, and, and I'm not saying that it's not, it doesn't meet that yeah. same level. It, it is, it's just, uh, it, that's a tough place to be. You know, when you compete for, for shelf space against yeah. some names like that. Yeah. Uh, but it is a great cigar and it, and it is, it is great quality too. Uh, it's not a knock on its quality. It's, um, it's just an interesting price point for a brand of their size. Yeah. Yep. Um, Drew Estate Undercrown 10 Toro. Great I thought cigar. that I, I, that's another one that I feel could come out of nowhere and take a top spot on a couple of different people. I think it's going to be more than that. I think it's, it could win the consensus this year. I mean, that cigar, that really came out of nowhere. I remember when the freestyle live event happened, they were unbanded. No one knew what it was. Um, I think you called it as a next underground. I, I own, there was a reason why I did. Um, yeah. But yeah, it wasn't because of the blend. It was because of just timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless, I think it's great. I, to me, uh, I'm a big Drew Estate guy. I was, I've been a Drew Estate guy for a long time. Um, Liga, Undercrown, uh, the Herrera Esteli stuff, uh, a lot of different lines that they have that are really great. And I think this is probably the best Undercrown cigar that they have um, to date. I think it's better than any other Undercrown that they have. It, it's, it's a great cigar. Um, I think it was cool the way they did the, the bands and the ribbons on it, the packaging. It, it, they did a great job on that. And that cigar smokes... Again, if you look at when it came out in May versus how it's smoking now with a little age on it, yeah, that's that that did very well in Coop. Uh, it got a ninety-one. 
So, uh, so it's in play on the coupe list. Yep. So I definitely think that's another serious contender. Yep. Uh, for the top ten, uh, Room One Hundred One's eleventh anniversary torpedo. Um. So. If you smoke Room 101 regularly, I mean, Matt does a lot of different releases. He does a lot of small stuff. He's got some regular stuff. He's got his farce line. He's got the big payback line. And he's got some of his other stuff he does with other people. But his anniversary series is one that is uh, it's interesting. It started at 10th anniversary, right? Yep. Yeah. So we saw that last year. Uh, I thought that was a decent cigar. I liked the farce Maduro better. Yes. Um, I no, thought no it was doubt. a... I thought it was a better cigar. Yep. This year when the 11th anniversary came out though, in this torpedo Vitola, uh, I fell in love with it very quickly. Yep. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think he had, and the only, the only thing that sucks about it is it's, it's a one-time run, but at least for this year, uh, we felt it was worthy of being on the list just because there was enough available. Um, and it was available for, for most of the year. And it's still technically available out there if you can find it. Uh, there's, there's still retailers near me that still have it on the shelf. So yeah. it's still out there. I, I, I'll warrant it for this year. Um, stuff like that might change a little bit going forward. But I wanted to have that on the list because I thought it was just such a great right. cigar. Right. Um, and I believe that one was made uh, with AJ Fernandez, if I remember correctly. I thought the 10 was AJ Fernandez and the 11 was unknown or vice versa. Hmm. But yeah, I couldn't remember exactly. Yeah. But now the twelfth, I think, is even better than the eleventh. Uh, I actually have not had the twelfth yet. Yeah. Um. Whoop, what happened? There we go. Uh, I haven't had the twelfth yet, so I can't really comment on that myself. Right. But I haven't reviewed it yet either. So, but I agree with you. I think the eleventh was better than the tenth. Uh, absolutely, it was yeah. much better. Not that the tenth was a bad cigar. Yeah. I just think that the eleven was just much better. Yeah. Um. And I think I, it I, really. That's what I would say. That's what I would say. And I just think it, it really hangs in there with the Room 101 yep. feel a little bit more. Yeah. Um, J.C. Newman's The American Double Robusto. You gave the American Cigar uh, cigar of the Year last year at Cigar Coupe. On the Toro. On the Toro. Yeah. Um, this is another cigar. Nicole and I have smoked a bunch of them, and we, we really like the American a lot. I know you like the American because you gave it Cigar of the Year. Um, but for us, it was just kind of – a no-brainer, a great cigar, something a little bit different, made in America, right down in Tampa. Um, it had to be on the list because of not only of its quality, but what it represents too. I just felt it was worthy of, of definitely being on that list. I think it, it holds a lot of its own. Um, now, yeah, then that cigar, the Double Robusto, is a it's, – it's kind of a – it, the blend is was significantly modified from what I understand. For that size, uh, and it does taste very different. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't reviewed it yet, but it is—it's a little bolder. It is probably some of the other ones are. Yep. Um, but a very good cigar too. But I haven't like reviewed it to see. It—it it, it will be reviewed probably early next year on the coupe list. And that was um, another reason why we felt it would be good on the list too, is because we just or I felt mostly. Um, I know you gave the Toro cigar the year last year, but being still the american but it being a lot different than the toro i felt like it had enough of its own legs to stand on to differentiate yeah. itself from the other size on just being a different size it it was a different experience enough that i felt like this needs to have its own run and so i put that on the list there as well yeah 
I, um, well, yeah, and I agree. And that's why I think Vitolas are important too. And this was a new Vitola that was released this year too. Um, but I think it's very, that's why it's so important to be Vitola specific on these things. Absolutely. A lot yeah, of people yeah. don't realize that. That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah, yeah. It's not just like, oh, well, I just drew a state underground 10. Well, what size? There's specific sizes and they all burn differently. Yeah. You know, they, they, it's the experience is different every time. Yeah. So you need to be specific when you go through a cigar. You're like, all right, well, which, you know, which size? Well, which one would, was the best out of those? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's a really, it's, it's a good point. Uh, Monte Cristo 35th anniversary, Churchill. Yep. yep. Monte Cristo is interesting because they have their core lines, um, which are, they're not bad. I don't smoke them a lot myself, but, you know, if someone gives me one, I'll smoke it and I'll enjoy yeah. it. Uh, some of the other stuff that they make, though, is just fire. I mean, it is just, I mean... <laughs> The, the Monty by A.J. Fernandez, arguably probably my favorite Monte Cristo cigar. Uh, the Torpedo, arguably my favorite. I love that cigar. It's fantastic. Um, the Epic was great. I liked the Epic myself. Yep. Uh, the 35th anniversary uh, I had earlier this year, and uh, I just I was really blown away with it. And um, as I, I kept smoking it more and more, and then right as we started to kind of start this list, I smoked it again. I, I hadn't smoked it in like a couple of months. I smoked it again while I was down in um, South Carolina last month. And uh, I just was like, this one's got to be on the list. I forgot about the cigar. Um, it's just, it's just got a lot going for it. Uh, have you smoked that cigar? Yes. Uh, it's, it's definitely in play on the coupe list uh, in the Churchill size. In the uh, Churchill it scored, size. Yeah. It scored very good. By the way, um, I missed this one. It's 1935, 1935 anniversary. Mm. Yeah, I, I missed this one totally. I missed that too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because I always call it the 35th as well. Yeah. So, yeah. But let me tell you this. I mean, when I say this cigar, it, this cigar thinks in contention on the coupe list. I think it's in contention on the, obviously the smoke and tobacco list. And I think it's going to be in contention possibly on several other lists including uh, aficionados. I think this is top 10 on aficionado this year. Uh, Cigar Authority also has it in its contenders. I was, I was, I thought, and I'll say this, I think that was the strongest of their contenders. I don't think they give it to that though. But I thought of all their cigars they listed, that was, if I had, if I was voting, that's the one I would vote on. Uh, They had some good cigars on there too. Uh, uh, And three of their cigars will make the coupe list this year. The three of the cigars in the Cigar Authority contenders pack? Yes. Really? Interesting. Yep. Yep. Um, well, actually, the next one comes is, I believe, in their pack as well. Yeah, and that's, and that's the, an, I'll tell you, that's probably one that's going to make it, too. So. United Cigars Abuelo Padre. Um, I, th- I. Whoa, fantastic, sir. <sighs> graham cracker. Graham cracker, warm graham cracker with a little bit of toasted marshmallow. Just a real great flavor on there. Real great. Uh, burned great. Great quality. Yeah. Um, Dave got a winner for that one. He did. Um, he got you know, really I joked, good. With I that. joked with him. I said, Husto should have kept it for himself. You know, and I didn't <laughs> mean it like glad for him, but that's how good that's, you know, a lot of times when you see someone do a cigar for someone else, you know, it isn't, this is as good as any JRE cigar. Um, and it's, it's fantastic. And the Padre is the size, the Padre is yes. the size you got to go with is what I'll say. Yeah. The Padre was great. I, I think yeah. I've smoked like 10 of them already. I bought a box of them. I bought a box of these. That's oh, you did? I, I put my money where my mouth is with this. Yeah. This is a very good cigar. It's very good. Uh, I've enjoyed it. 
Um, definitely wanted to to uh, to get that one on the list just because I was like I was really blown yeah. away by it, and it was a cigar that really didn't get a lot of attention. And I was like, wow, that's a shame. Like this should be like more people should be smoking this the cigar. Cool. It's fantastic. Uh, Aaron Nielsen and Bear and Ben fell in love with this cigar. Loomis, not as much, but he hates everything, right? But uh, <laughs> right, right. But but Ben and Bear and Aaron Nielsen were going crazy on this cigar. Um, so they they we we have like an internal group chat. I can just tell you, this cigar was was the topic of a chat of many chat sessions. In a, in a positive way. Moving on down the list, we have um, our great friends, McAuliffe Cigars made the list this year with the A. Churchill. Um, arguably, I think this is the best cigar that McAuliffe makes. Uh, it's been a winner for them so far. It's been hard for them to keep in stock. Um, it's just been, uh, it's, it's a huge favorite among the ambassador group. Um, really flavorful. It, it, you know, Carney is funny. Carney had this cigar when it first came out. He had it right before I did. And I asked him about it. And he was like, dude, you know what this cigar reminded me of? And I was like, what? he's like, like a major, like a major cigar. There's another. And I was like, what is it? And he's like, you're never going to guess. I'm like, what is it? And he was like, it almost tastes like the Arturo Fuente in Yeho. And I said, really? I didn't quite get that. But that's actually what Carney took from that. Which, And I just, I like bringing it up because it's a very interesting yeah. take. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. He, he, he took the Arturo Fuente and Yeho from that. Um, I haven't thought about that. Um, this cigar is very good. It made the coupe list last year at number 18. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a very good cigar. Um, it's uh, great price count. point, too. It's now, like, it, I think it's like eight forty nine. It is mixed filler. That's it is. People- there's nothing wrong with that. There's great tobacco in that cigar, and and they got a good mix. This, it's one. Of, I was gonna say it's one of the greatest mixed filler cigars ever made. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how good it is. I love that cigar. Um, and uh, you know the Gordo came out as well, so I, I haven't reviewed the Gordo. I think the Churchill's probably. I still give the edge to the Churchill probably over the Gordo, but the Gordo's very good too. Yeah, I mean, I I think the the Gordo was nice, but I yeah. still the Churchill. Yeah. for me was like yeah. wow now it wasn't uh released it's kind of one of those like if you know someone you can get them but they're not actually available for sale uh the little a's the lowercase a they call it the real short small ones yeah. that they make we have some of those uh that we we got from them um those are fun little smoke it, it doesn't qualify for the list and i still like the churchill better but I thought that was cool that they came out with that, that small little size. Have you had yeah. those? The lowercase a? I have not. I have not. Um, those are uh, those are pretty good. Yeah, I've heard things about them. Um, I'm sure they did a great job with that size as well. Um, which is like I think, and that's perfect to kind of have. I guess they're using it as a personal. I don't want to say it's an event cigar, but it's kind of like a personal blend that they. I think the reps give out. Absolutely, yeah, that is how. It is. I, yeah. And I like that. I like that approach that they're doing. Uh, but yeah, like I said, that cigar, um, look, when it came out, I, I didn't know it was mixed filler when I even rated it at number 18 and that wouldn't have mattered. Uh, when I found out, I wasn't totally surprised is what I'll say, but I was surprised. Mm. Uh, I never cut the thing, but I never thought enough to cut the thing open either. Right. And I've cut open cigars and guessed if they're like mixed filler and, and I've been right a lot, but that one, I didn't even think to cut it open. No, um, it's it's interesting. Someone did. If someone did, I'm like, wow. 
And McAuliffe actually did say it was. They just didn't make a big deal about it. Because the blend is a great blend. Right. Yeah. And, and it's and that says a lot to what they're doing um, to come up with a cigar like that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a positive. I'm just going to say it's a positive. The next one on this list is the Arturo Fuente Rare Pink Bestseller. Uh, bestseller is the size. Um, most likely, you've probably seen it in the Hemingway line from the, from the really core Arturo Fuente collection. Uh, that's a cigar that came out last year uh, around this time. And it came out as a, um, a catalyst for raising money for breast cancer awareness. Uh, that was kind of really spearheaded uh, a lot with Liana uh, as well as like Carlito. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's cool. It, it's been really popular and it's done really well. We, we got a box of them last year. Um, and, you know, after smoking that cigar, I was like, wow, it's such a different blend. It's really unique. Uh, interesting flavor. Um, I let actually forgot about that box and I let it sit for a good six or nine months. I smoked them again and I was like, wow, these they are age really well. They, they age well. really well. They do. I didn't like the size. You I'll didn't like the size. Too small. Too small. It was too small. Uh, especially if you, if you get a chance to try the work of art or the happy ending, you'll appreciate what I'm saying. Um, but I did not like this size. Yeah, we've had the other sizes. The other sizes are pretty good. Um, I think for me, it, that was the first one I had. So I think my mind just locked onto it. And yep. I was just like, wow. Yep. Um, I, I liked it. You know, I don't smoke a lot of smaller cigars. Um, but for me, I've been trying to, you know, more. Uh, just because I feel like I don't give them enough appreciation. Um, and out of all the shorter cigars that I had, um, I felt this one was probably the best, uh, that I had had just the way it was blended, the way it burned, it's the construction, the whole thing, um, for the quality, you know, for the, for what it was, I, I this has got to be one of my favorite smaller cigars, but that's currently available on that. And that, you know, came out within the last year and a half. So I really just felt it was, it was worthy to be on this list. Cause uh, it, it's a, it's a great cigar in a small size. I mean, to me, and, and the fact that you disagree is fine. Uh, yeah, that's no, why we're here. That's why we're here. No, that's why we're here. Um, and so I, you know, I, uh, I'm really excited to have that one on the list. I think, uh, I think that one might do, that one might do pretty good as well. So yeah. I'm excited to see kind of how that one ends out. Next I have uh, Cavaliers. Um, Viso Jalapatoro. Uh, have you had any of the Cavaliers yet? I've smoked a lot of Cavalier. I smoked this one down in Miami. Uh, what I'll say is when I smoked it down in Miami, uh, I had had my palate was shot that day. Okay. So it's hard for me to make any sort of a judgment, good or bad. Uh, but I have been, a, I, I do like what Sebastian's doing at Cavalier a lot. Um, and this cigar, I know Bear is a big fan of this cigar. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Bear, Bear actually was really the guy who turned me on to Cavalier. Um, and, uh, Sebastian, great guy, fa fantastic guest to have on your show. If you have a friendly guy. Yeah. He's yeah, awesome. Yeah, super guy. Um, and he hasn't, like I said, I think he hasn't done anything with the Viso Jalapa and that's kind of the whole thing with this. But like I said, I smoked it. The problem is like, it was the last cigar of the day and, and uh, I really didn't give it its justice. So I can't make an opinion positive or negative, but I would lean towards positive with this one. Yeah. I mean, I felt, you know, I, I smoked. I'd smoked Cavalier for the first time when I was down in uh, when I was with Abe actually, 
in Boynton Beach. We were at Smoking in Boynton Beach and we were with Abe and I saw that he carried them. And so I, I got a little sampler of all of them. And out of all the Cavaliers that I had had, um, I thought that one was the best. So my mind went back to it. And so when I bought more and I smoked them again, it was the Cavalier, um, uh, the Viso Jalapa. And I, I just, I thought it was a great cigar. I, I thought it was just kind of different than what was kind of going around. And uh, I, I revisited it again during the trade show. And uh, again, I was like, yeah, I just, I really love the cigar. Um, great, great quality. Uh, I love the flavor on it and uh, definitely rich. And, you know, I just, I was like, you know, this, this cigar is definitely, I just remember smoking me like, wow, this cigar is definitely, this one's a winner for me. It really is. And Nicole had it. She really liked it. Um, this one was kind of a no brainer for us to, to get, to have them on the list. And I, and I agree with what you said, you know, they've done some great stuff over there Cavalier. So I'm excited yeah. to see what else they do in the future. Yep. I, I did too. I like, uh, they have the prospector coming out, uh, early next year. I think too, it's another blend yep. they added to the show. Yeah. That's going to be it. That, that one's going to yeah. be uh, yeah. a good one as well. Yep. Davidoff Dominicana Toro. So with this cigar, I don't know if many people know, um, this cigar, from what I understand, is what replaced the 702 series, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, it, but this was a limited release. Um, but kind of, I guess it's the, that's the best way to put it, is it did. Like, when Davidoff releases something, what they quietly do is they pull something out. <laughs> yeah, right. Because they, they, they only have a finite amount of SKUs they want to have. So I think if you want to say, but I think this is kind of one of these, like, limited production things. Like, I've been trying to get this cigar again. Um, particularly, and I, and I was more of a fan of the short Robusto with it, but I've been trying, and it's been hard to find this cigar. I, I know where you can get some. I'll talk to you. After okay. Show. We'll talk. Yeah. This is a, I, I do want to review this cigar. Um, I, and I smoked when I went to, okay. I had this at smoke in when I went, uh, back in May, right after you were there. Yep. So I, I smoked it and I, it was a, it was a good cigar. Um, uh, I did not smoke the Toro, but I had the short Robusto. Um, yeah, no, the Robusto I had and I liked it. I liked the Toro better. I'm more of a, and like I said, I'm more of a Toro Churchill Gordo smoker anyway. Um, from time to time, I find a good Robusto like that all Saints St. Francis. And it just, it, it gets yeah. me. Yeah. It's like, wow. Like I, 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 I was actually like how small it is. Davidoff was in a slump for me. And when this cigar came out, it kind of said to me, Davidoff was back because <laughs> I thought they were in a major slump Davidoff for a while. I think they were just in a weird place. They had a lot yeah, of different they, they things were re- changing. They were, yeah, they were re-releasing these limiteds and they, they re-releases weren't as good as the originals. But this one was like, wow, this was something that really um, this was something that really got my, like I remember smoking it the night I was at Smoke In and I really enjoyed it. So um, but I, I didn't realize how hard it was going to be to get. So appreciate the, the, the lead on that, too. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, you got it? I texted yep, you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the El Septimo King Sargon. Did not now, smoke this one. I want to hear about this one. This one was good. Uh, you know, so the thing with El Septimo, we, we we were introduced to El Septimo. When I say that, not just me and Nicole and everyone smoking tobacco. I also speak for the, the Coop team as well. Um, we were really introduced to this at PCA this year. Yeah. It was the first time they were at PCA. It was the first time we could really... Yeah, see them get hands on, see the products, and and and, and talk to Zaya, and, and just kind of get a feel for what they're all about. They've been around for a little bit of time, 
uh, mostly in other parts of the world, they're making their entrance into the U.S. market this year. Um, my take on El Septimo as a whole is it's an interesting brand. They have some some decent cigars. I don't think that they all really warrant the very high price tag that they have. I think that's more of just, I don't think that their price point really is a reflection on the tobaccos themselves. I think it's more of a reflection on just how they want to be. They want to be a high-end brand. Well, um, yeah, they're, they're making it Costa Rica as well, which is not cheap to make cigars. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. But to be fair, I mean, even, even with what, they're asking for some of their cigars. It's just, it's, it's a little bit higher than what I think it should be for some comparable cigars that are out there. Uh, in my opinion and the opinions of several other people on the smoke and tobacco team, um, outside of just me and Nicole, um, who just, we, after say it's like, it's good. It's a good cigar. I would smoke it again, but like, just, I don't know. I just, I feel like it, it should, I'm not saying it should be a $12 cigar, but I'm just saying like, it's just a little, I mean, they have some that are $80 a stick yeah. and I'm just like, that's, I mean, for what it is, you know, I mean, I've smoked those cigars before I've smoked cigars that were $140 a piece. I've smoked $300 cigars before, you know, we can get in a whole show on, on high price cigars and, and that's a whole conversation itself. I just didn't feel it was really warranted in that range. But the King Sargon is a new release that they're coming out with that is a little bit lower on the price point. It's going to probably attract more people, obviously. Um, having smoked all of the other cigars that they have, like in their diamond collection and all that, um, this is a pretty good cigar. It's a solid cigar. Um, it kind of changed for me, like looking at the rest of the El Septimo collection when I smoked this and I was like, wow, this is a little bit more like it's different from kind of where they're at. You know what I mean? Or where they were. And this cigar for me was, I was like, you know what? If there's one cigar from El Septimo that I actually really enjoy, and I think it hits all the right notes outside of just its construction, its burn, its flavor, and all that. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really well-rounded cigar. And I wanted to put it on the list because um, I, I wanted to see how it did to, I also, this is a huge thing. I wanted to see how it did perform against other, these other cigars uh, when put up against them. Uh, just because it is, it is so new and it is so different, uh, I wanted to see kind of where this one would rank among some of the some of the heavier hitter heavy hitters on this list. Um, moving right along, HVC Hotcake, the Grand Canyon. Oh, this um, was a great size release to this cigar. Oh, this cigar was great. Um, loved this. Me and Nicole both liked it. Um, I got a lot of uh, rosemary the beginning of this cigar a lot of rosemary is when i picked up on it it was such a different flavor note and it's such a and it, not only just on the taste but on the aroma as well that's what i picked up for it um and i really enjoyed it and i just i it it rosemary is not something that i love i don't hate it but i don't love it so it's not like i'm like ooh. it was just i really appreciated like Th that's what I picked up on it. It was so different from a cigar. Like I never picked up something like that from a cigar before. I'm like, Oh, it's such a, it's such a distinctive smell and taste uh, to having a cigar. And for some reason, it just, it just made that cigar. It made everything else about the cigar, like kind of tied together. And I loved it. Um, you know, HVC has done some really awesome stuff. Their black Friday collection has been out of this world. Uh, this year's release 
I smoked um, it down in Miami. I liked it. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I would say, I think, in my opinion, it's the strongest of the Black Fridays that has come out so far. Yes. Um, I thought it was really good. So that's definitely another one to keep an eye on for next year. But yeah. uh, the, the hot cake, I mean, it's selling like hot cakes. I mean, yeah. a lot of retailers I go into, they, they can't keep them in stock. They're flying off the shelves. Yeah, the hot cake is on the bubble on the coupe list right now. Uh, it could make it, but not the Grand Canyon. It's uh, the short Robusto as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, this one we came out past the trade show, so it wasn't eligible. But I'm telling you, this is the best size I've had of the hot cake. Uh, if you are a 60 ring gauge, I hate using the H word hater. Take that hater thing off and give this cigar a smoke. This is an example of a great 60 ring gauge cigar. Rainier did it right with this one. Absolutely. Uh, this, this is a this is gonna be a monster hit for him, I think too. This is a this is a great cigar. The uh, the next one down on the list is the Jake Wyatt Lithium Bellicoso. Yes. yes. I'll let you go first because I could tell you're excited. Okay. Uh, if there's a company I've been most excited about in the last year, year and a half, it's Jake Wyatt. I love what they're doing. Yep. I love their blends. I love their artesian work. I love their packaging. I love the names. Uh, we had Gerard on the show as well as I know you had Gerard. Gerard's awesome. Yep. Great guy. Uh, I did not get to talk to these guys at the trade show. It's, and we were all kicking ourselves. Ben Bear and myself have been, this is another brand that is very much being talked about by us. Uh, Bear, is, Bear is particularly high on the lithium. I really like the lithium as well. I did not have the Bellicosa, but I love this blend. Um, and it's a great everyday cigar. Um, don't keep your eye out on, on Jake Wyatt and this lithium brand as well. I'm, I'm very impressed with this. Uh, this is a good, good. I'm sure the Bellicoso is really good too, based on what I've smoked from the lithium. Yeah. The brand is still young and uh, they've done a great job so far in a pandemic. They launched their brand. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. What a job these guys have done. Gerard has done a really great job. Of, yeah, yeah. Uh, remember, he also runs a retail establishment. Yeah, he runs yeah, part of and, Cigar. Yeah. But the fact that he was able to also just launch a whole brand and put so much something focus on that. Something different. I mean, that's yeah. what's really good about this. This is a brand, if you haven't paid attention to them, start paying attention to Jake Wyatt. Yeah, I remember uh, being in South Carolina, seeing it on shelves. I mean, like, wow, it's getting out there. And it's... Uh, and just, and seeing it, you know, I haven't really seen it up here yet, but in other parts of the country, I'm starting to see it on shelves and I'm like, wow, yeah. this is really exciting. Um, thought it was a great cigar. I mean, he's done some really interesting stuff, um, with some of his other cigars, but when the lithium came out, I, I remember hearing about it. I was like, oh, I really want to try this. And I was finally able to get them this year. And I was really blown away with it. I thought it was really, like you said, it was different. Yeah. It's, it's, it's done really well. Uh, even the packaging, I mean, the bands are, it's black and gold. There are colors. Uh, so, I mean, I have to love it. Um, the whole thing, I, I thought it was great. And, um, I was really excited to put this one on the list because yeah, I, I think this one does a sleeper. This one's another sleeper too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next one on this list is a cigar that the first time I had it, I just was so turned off. Um, I first had the cigar when it first came out. Uh, I was at Twin Smoke Shop. I had one. And I just was like, oh, it's just like way too peppery. Like it was real peppery. Like like, like my father peppery. 
Um, and I was like, wow, that's weird. And it was just like, it's not what I expected. And um, I just kind of remember writing it off and being like, ugh. And then a few months later, I go down to Florida and we were at Agonorsa with Terrence and he pulled them out. And I was like, oh, and I was like, Terrence, I'll be honest with you. I was really disappointed by this. And he was like, why? And I was like, well, and I just, I kind of told him what I felt, what I tasted, what I didn't like about it. And told him like where and when I had it. And he was like, well, he's like, try it again. I was like, all right. And I had it again. And I don't know what it was, but that cigar was, it was completely different. It was not like the first one I had at all. Um, so much less pepper on it, um, like way less. Um, and it was, I was like, wow. I'm like this, I'm, I'm, I was just, this cigar is great. Like I love, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened with that first one I had, but this cigar is great. And now that I, and I said, all right. So I started to grab them more and more when I was out and about. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is the, this is the consistency I was looking for. And uh, it's been like that ever since. And it is a great cigar and I think it's a great release and they've done a great job with that too. Um, and I, they have another cigar on this list coming up too. That also has been interesting too. And those are two cigars that they've, they've been working with over the last two years or so. They've really just been solid winners. Um, the other one being the Supreme Leaf, but we'll get to that one yeah. when we get down there. Uh, I thought it was a great cigar uh, after giving it a second chance. And this is, again, this is a good example of why you should give cigars multiple chances. If you smoke a cigar once and you really didn't like it, that's fine. But give it some time and then try it again because these things happen. It changes and then you're like, oh, well, I love the cigar now. I don't know what happened. Maybe that first one was a dud. Maybe... I don't know. Maybe it was just, it was underage. I don't know, but you give something a second chance and you're like, all right. And you keep trying it and it stays consistent. You're like, all right, well you write off that first one as a dud. Um, that's really all I can say about this one. It, 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 it came back for me and then it, it became a cigar that I really enjoyed. Well, a couple of points. You need to put a size on this one. I just realized. Yeah, I did. I missed that. Um, one. But um, so this blend is very different than what Agonors has been putting out for the past few years. This is more of a Criollo heavy blend as opposed to a Carrojo heavy. And they've been, the last few years, they've been much more on the Carrojo. They have done Criollo blends in the past, but in recent years, it's been more focused on the Carrojo. So this is more Criollo focused. This was very inconsistent for me, this cigar is what I'll say. Um, it, it, when it was reviewed, it didn't score great, um, which I was a little surprised about. So I smoked the Toro size. I want to give I want to give the other two sizes a review. It's certainly warrant. I think the Gordo also is the best size of this one. Um, I just didn't get a chance to. I liked the, the Gordo the most. I will yeah, say I that. think the Gordo is the one on. I think it's called the Titan. Um, yes. Yeah. So this is but this is very different than the Agonorsa leaf cigars folks have been smoking the last few years. What I'm going to tell you because of the tobacco is is a different emphasis here. So uh, it's certainly one. Uh, like I said, I've had an inconsistent experience with it. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not surprised to hear you say that for me. Um, it's been consistent so far as I've, as I've continued to smoke them, but, but it is important to give, I, I mean, I could tell you, I could list tons of cigars that I had bad first impressions and have actually scored well and made, made top, top 15s, you know, so go figure yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, you know, and it's interesting that you yeah. say that too. And that, and that also kind of, I think plays along with what I yeah. said in the beginning and it shows it this, you know what, maybe the cigar does have some, some more uh, oh. inconsistency yeah. than I originally, you know, or not maybe originally, but now realize. Yeah. Um, 
and it's not hard for me to believe. I mean, and just yeah. smoking yeah. them. Um, it's definitely one to watch. I don't know if this one will make the top 10, um, but the consistency that I've had the last couple of months with it uh-huh. was enough for it to make the top 25. Yep. Yep. I don't know if it'll make it to the next round. Yep. Um, La Flor Dominicana's 25th anniversary. This is really the only major new release that they've had. Um, this is a couple of years. This one was released a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's going back a little bit, but I, I wanted it to be on the list because LFD really hasn't done much the last few years and they, they, they've been more focused on just their inventory with this pandemic and everything, but it was on our list last year, which, you know, that didn't really run well. So I wanted to give it a second chance because I thought it was really good. Um, great flavor. Uh, I liked the size. Um, it was only available in one size. It was like a, it's almost like a Churchill. Yeah. Yeah. Double, double Corona, maybe double Corona. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I knew it was a longer stick. It, it was is one size, but it was great. It's not. I don't think it's going to be continuing production. I think it's. it's I think it's a good cigar. They should really reconsider that. They. Um. I. I talking to John. I, I. There's some. There's some being made, but I don't think it's. There's much more coming from it. Um. From what I understand, so it, it's good enough to make the list now. And but if. If, if I didn't get it on the yeah. list this year, it probably never would have made it. And I thought it was a really great cigar, and I, I wanted to see where it ranked uh, with everyone else. So it, it just missed the coupe list last year. It fell below the bubble, uh, and that was there was a lot of competition. But that mm-hmm. was, but that's certainly. I didn't get a chance to review it this in this year's cycle. But it is a very, very good. It's a, it's a standard of excellent cigar. It's certainly, like I said, I if I was them, if they could get the tobacco. I would seriously consider making this an annual release or a semi, you know, every few years or something. It's a really good blend. Um, this this cigar and it's and supposedly it's based on Andalusian Bull. Yes, but I think it actually smokes better than Andalusian Bull. Yeah, it's very similar to the Bull. Um, and if you smoke it, you'll taste that. And you'll and yeah. you'll, you'll definitely yeah, pick exactly. up on that right away. But it's di- but it's still different enough, is what I'll say too. Yes. Yeah. It's different enough to give you a different yeah. feel. Yeah. Uh, it's a different cigar. But if you like the bowl, you'll definitely you'll have a hard time disliking the cigar. Yep. Um, the next one on the list has already won a few Cigar of the Year awards it's from a last great year. Cigar. Yeah, the Perdomo 10th Anniversary Maduro Epicure. Um, here's what I'm going to say about this. It's interesting that this particular cigar made the list, and it has nothing to do with the awards that's already won with anyone else. This is basically great just thing. on how we feel about it. Personally, myself alone too. I'm not a big Perdomo Maduro smoker. For me, it's been about the Sun Growns and the Connecticut's. Uh-huh. They've done an awesome job. Great quality, great price point. You know, Perdomo, they're, they're class act. But this 10th anniversary Maduro, I think for him, it changed my Maduro taste with Perdomo. A lot of people, yeah. Um, and, I, and you don't see a lot of Perdomo Maduros being highlighted. Then all of a sudden this one came out and it just, it, it took everyone by storm. Um, it had to be on my list because for, for that reason, it, it was just, it was a Maduro that we both felt was like, wow, for Perdomo, this, this has to be on the list. I mean, this is probably the best Maduro that they've come out with uh, in, in my opinion and Nicole's opinion. Um, even some other people uh, in the circle that were like, wow, this Maduro really turned it around for, for Perdomo for me. Uh, and that's why it's on the list. Um, great cigar. Um, I, I, 
I have a hard time seeing this one not make the top 10 uh, just because it, it's it's just been a home run. It really has. Yeah, I am a Perdomo Maduro fan over the years. Yeah. I would put this as an elite. That and the ESV Maduro's, uh, mm. which, which those are the two. I mean, he's been knocking at, you know, and I like Champagne Noir, right? And that's right. what this replaced. And he gave me this cigar down in Nicaragua. And I'm like, wow, this, this blows away Champagne Noir. I mean, um, and Cigar Authority was their number one cigar, right? Was there? Uh, and yes. they, they never give Maduro as number one, from what I understand. Uh, Not generally. Not generally, but yeah, so or rarely. So, uh, got you know, it's gotten accolades. It, it's, it's, it's definitely in play on, for a high spot on the coupe list this year as well. So this is a fantastic – this is uh, an incredible cigar he's done. The next one is the Tatuaje Cajonu uh, 2021. Um, you know, some of the other uh, Cajonus that Pete has put out over the years have just been uh, really good, phenomenal. Uh, my favorite, I think, is the 2012 um, that I've had. It's just like – this one came out, and I thought it was really solid. Um I've been getting more and more into Tatuaje the last year. Uh, this one I really enjoyed. Um, the other ones with the T110s, um, specifically the Sumatra. Uh, I really liked that cigar as well. But um, for me, this one was just a little bit better. Um, I liked this cigar and the, the few people that kind of went into making this list that had it were like, that's that's got to be it for me. Um Kind of simple decision. Um, I don't know if you've had this cigar, what your take is on it, uh, but for me, it was a, it was a great release. Uh, meh. It's kind of like my reaction to it. Okay. I've only smoked it once. Okay. Uh, so I don't, you know, I don't. Again, it's just like you just was talking about with Rare Leaf earlier. I can't base it on one cigar. Um, right. That's fair. I do like the size, and I like the bell. I like the tapered. Yeah. I like the tapering for fifty eight ring gauge. I wish there were more people that did big ring gauge with the tapering. Mm-hmm. So, um, but again, I can't judge this on one smoke of it either. And I do have more of it. So, uh, you know, stay tuned on that. But, uh, you know, it was good to see the Cajonio come back this year. Right. It's been, it's been nine years since there's been a Cajonio release. So, yeah, uh, it was very good to see it. I, I, you know, so uh, it's one I'll certainly give its due diligence on. Right. Yeah, no, it was nice to see it come back. Yeah. Uh, some of the, like I said, some of the other ones that Pete had come out with, it always for the most part, been really good. I've always enjoyed them, um, especially the 2012. I think was probably been my favorite of that collection. Uh, there were there was several 2012s. It was like a Habano, Sumatra, and a Broadleaf. Yeah, the Broadleaf. I'm sorry, the Broadleaf. And I thought they were all good. Yeah, yeah the Broadleaf was great. Yeah, the Broadleaf. Well. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that one was definitely my favorite. I just yeah. I fell in love with that one. Yeah, they, um, that was a, that was a great series he did in 12. Yeah, it was really good. Um, Agonorsa Leaf Supreme Leaf Torpedo. Now, the Supreme Leaf has been around um, for the last couple of years. It's gone through, uh, it's had different iterations. Uh, the Torpedo I felt was great. Um, last year's was, nah, the year before that was pretty good. So I was a little disappointed with last year's release. And then this one came out and I was kind of like, all right, this is getting better again. Um, so there's been some in- inconsistencies with the Supreme Leaf releases. I will say that, uh, but the torpedo for me, I felt um, was starting to kind of go back in the right direction. 
uh, Robusto, which was I did really like the Robusto that they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be in play on the coupe list. Um, the Corona Gorda, the Corona Gorda was a miss. Yep. I haven't smoked the torpedo yet. Ben loved the torpedo. So, um, and then there's also, there were actually four, they did four in like four years. Yeah. There's a Toro, which I didn't smoke the Toro. So, but I didn't like the Corona Gorda. I did the Corona Gorda just didn't work in that blend. Uh, but Ben loved, Ben loved the torpedo. He gave it a very good review. So, uh, I'll, you know, like I said, I, and here's the other thing that cigar needed a lot of aging on it when I smoked the Robusto. Uh, like when I first smoked it off the truck, it wasn't great, but putting those aside for a few months, it, it was really something special. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited about the torpedo. I haven't, like I said, I have the torpedo. I haven't smoked it yet. The next one, as we narrow down to the, towards the end of the list, the JC Newman Yagua. Uh, this is an interesting cigar. Um, if you haven't seen it, um, it's certainly different. Um, but it tastes great. And, you know, I'm, I got one last year and I, I only got one. I got it from someone. I was like, wow, that's pretty good. And I've kind of forgot about it. Um, I actually had two, um, but Nicole smoked the other one on me and then I kind of just forgot about it. And then when they came back around this year, I was lucky enough to get a box of them. And uh, we both smoked them. I was like, wow, this is great. It's it's different. Did you um, did you get a chance to smoke the Yaguas? Yeah. In fact, I reviewed it last year. And spoiler alert, in the next couple of days, the, there's another review coming out of this year's edition. I thought this year's edition smoked a lot better. Uh, it's a solid cigar um, for sure. And uh, so I think they made some improvements with, with the blend. Um it lost some, it was a little harshness in the second half of that cigar the first year. Um, so I think this is um, it's a unique cigar. It's a cigar that um, I think the mistake I let, made last year is I left them in the, in the, in the, uh, in the bundle, in the bunch last year. With the, with the leaf wrapped around it? Yeah. I think yeah. pulling them apart was the way to do it. Yeah. So even when I did, so uh, this is a good cigar, but I, I it's again, you want a unique cigar. It's an old school cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. So it, it's, it tends to lose some points with me because it's not an overly complex cigar. But it's a, it's a very good cigar. It's a cigar I'd buy and smoke again for sure. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely different. It's old school. Um, I, I think it's nice to have, to have that on the list. It is something that's so different. Um, and, I, and like I said, I, we really loved the ones from this year. I thought they were great. Um, they are a single release though for the year, I believe. Right. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they only can produce those like once a year. Yeah. So it, 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 yeah. it's a little tricky to find. Um, if you, you might still have a chance right now, if you wait any longer, you, you probably won't find any from this year's batch. Um, you do have a chance to win one. Um, I'm sure I think there's one, there's one in the, uh, in the bundle for the last giveaway of the, yeah, it of definitely the, uh, worth, it's definitely a, a prize worthy cigar. Um, for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't um, have a problem with this being a contender either. Like I said, it scored a little less on the way we do scoring on coop. I think it hurt a little bit, but, um, not that it's a, it's a scar. Hey, I'd recommend this cigar in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. The next one is the, I always get this wrong. I'm, I'm horrible with pronunciation. 
what's the pronunciation on this one? Latelier? Latelier. Latelier. Yeah. Uh, the four and a half by 46. I first grabbed this cigar. Um, this size I, is the new, like they've had a 46, but this is the newer size. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, and I like this size a lot. Me too. I yeah, really like I, this. I, this is where I kind of get on Pete. You got to promote some of these releases a little better because this one is really under the radar with a lot of folks. It is. This is one of those cigars that people like, first of all, people don't know about it. And then the second half is like, people see it. They don't even realize it came from Pete. Yeah. They're like, I don't even know who this is. I'm like, it's Pete Johnson. Yeah. And, it, and it's a shame because it, it, it's great. And it just, you're right. It flew under the radar. It did. Uh, but I love Latelier as a brand too. I think it's one of his better brands he's got out there. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one was just simple. It was a home run. Yep. Um, I thought it, I thought it was just, it was the perfect package. Uh, it was well balanced, good quality, burn right, tasted right. Flavor transitions were on point. Um, just, just a solid cigar. Um, and I, I just had to have it on the list. Okay. Uh, next, next up, Aladino Corojo Reserva, which I love as a whole anyway. Um, box press Figurado that was shown to us at the PCA trade show this year. Um, I thought it was really good. I liked the box press Figurado. I know a lot of people, they had some mixed feelings on it, but I really liked it. Um, my favorite Corojo Reserva of all time is the number four. Um, that's still my favorite. But this box press Figurado, I thought was 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 a pretty solid release. Would you? Um, what was your take on it? Yeah, well, Corolla Reserva Robusto won cigar of the year in 2018 for me. Um, oh, that's right. The, the Toro was number four um, last year. So I mean, it, it's it. This has done very well. Uh, number four is excellent. Box press Figurado, I think is. I haven't reviewed this. This is an excellent cigar. Um, for sure, it's it's like I said, it's something that would be eligible next year on the coupe list. Yep. Um, I uh, I love I love that he box pressed this, and I love he did a Figurado, uh, with this blend. I love this blend. Uh, that he this is just this is to me this is Aladino's um, this is their top of the line. Um, it's 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 a great cigar, and here's the thing: all those Corolla Reserves smoke different. They do. They do, and that that is so. Some like you said, you like the number four. The number four was strong. That was a strong cigar. Um, yeah. For, um, and so like I said, you can't go wrong with this line. I mean, I uh, tend to smoke stronger as a whole anyway, so yeah, I, yeah, that's why yeah, I liked it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, this is a very this is excellent. This cigar. Mm. Rounding out the list, our final two. Uh, the Camacho Factory Unleashed. You know, Camacho is a brand that um. I really enjoyed the Connecticut and I really enjoyed um, the, the Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. And uh, this one came out and I was like, okay, another Camacho. And I really liked it. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know why. Cause I know people are going to ask me well, why I don't know why, for some reason I kind of went into it just like feeling underwhelmed. Like, Oh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just, I felt, and I don't even know why. I just, I just remember being like, mm, I don't know, like, mm, meh. But then I smoked it. And I was like, hmm, not what I thought. Um, I thought they did a great job with it. I thought that it was a solid release. Um, it was, it was a little bit different than some of the other Camachos. Um, 
from the past that I really enjoyed and the ones I really didn't like, it was a little different. Now for me, um, I've been fortunate enough to, to be able to find some of the old Camachos, um, the original pre Davidoff Camachos that came from the Aroa family, um, which are completely different and are great. Uh, and I'm sure you've, you've had plenty of those in your time yeah. as well. Uh, and I still have some that I found. I, I found some at a local shop. They were just kind of out and about. And I, I was like, oh, can I grab these? And they're like, yeah, they're for sale. And I, I took like five of them. Um, but they're, they're old, man. They're old, but they're good. They're not, they're not, uh, they're not musty. Not yet. Um, I think I got a couple left, but no, I thought this was a solid release. I put on, I don't know. Have you had the uh, factory unleashed? I think you, you reviewed this, didn't you actually? Yeah. I'm just looking to see. I give it an 87. Um, it was, it didn't smoke like a Camacho at all. Right? It was definitely different. It, you know, they used Ecuadorian Corojo on that as opposed to Honduran Corojo, which they call original Corojo, which is from those original seeds, kind of analogous to authentic Corojo. But they went Ecuadorian Corojo, which I thought was interesting with it. Yeah. Um, it's not a, again, it's not a bad cigar for the price um, as well. Um, it, it didn't, like I said, it didn't get an overly high rating. Ben liked this cigar more than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave it an 88. Um, but um, a lot of people did like this cigar. Um, it's done well from the retailers it, that I've spoken to. Yeah, it's done well. And uh, like I said, it is, I don't think there's anything wrong with coming out with something a little different out of the wheelhouse with it. Uh, it's just a weird thing is it didn't really represent what that factory does. <laughs> but yeah. looking at it on the other hand, saying, okay, it represents the innovation of the factory because they went something a little different. So I kind of, you know, that part I do get and then part of it I don't get. But, um, it was, I said, it wasn't my favorite Camacho, but uh, it wasn't terrible. 87 is not a bad score. And the last one on the list is the 724 Factory 57 Churchill. Um, 724. This, one, this was a surprise. So this one was the one I was most surprised about. Um, I'm just not because it's a bad cigar. I'm just curious. And it's not a bad cigar. I'm just curious. What, what about this cigar and this size? Um, you know, 724. So I think for me, it's a little different because. 724 is uh, Kirk Kendall's brand. Um, for those who don't know, uh, he is the owner of Twin Smoke Shop and the 724 Lounge up in here in New England and New Hampshire. Uh, so it's a brand that I've been around for a long time. I'm actually going to stop my screen share now because we're kind of done with this. Yep. Um, it's been it's a brand that's been around for a little while, more locally known uh, for us. It's a brand we get we get to smoke a lot. Um, you know, just being you know going up to Twins and, and grabbing 724. Uh, they're doing a great job as a whole, I would say they're doing a great job getting that brand out there more. And they've done some really cool stuff. Um, this, I would say the, if I had to pick between the two, the original, there was actually, so one of the cigars that actually had to be removed from the list, um, cause I had originally didn't realize it hadn't even gone out yet was the hustler five and dime that they showcased at PCA this year, yeah. which I thought was a fantastic cigar. Uh, if it came down to the two of them, uh, I think the five and dime I would take first. I thought that cigar was just fantastic. It was just so well-rounded. The, the flavor on it was just incredible, real chocolatey, real sweet. Um, but that has not gone out yet. Um, but this cigar I thought was really good too. It was, it was, it was a solid release. Um, you know, and I, I love the seven twenty four stuff. All yeah. of it. I mean, I even a, the, yeah, go ahead. That's a new size. The Churchill is a new, it's size. a new size. Yep. Yep. Um, so for me, it was just kind of, it was kind of a no brainer and, you know, uh, and I like Churchill's too. And, you know, I'm a longer smoke kind of guy. 
and I, I, I enjoy the longer smoke on it. So for me, it was just something that I, I felt was really just, I just felt strongly about having it on the list. So, um, yeah, I didn't smoke this size. I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious about this. Uh, I like this blend. It's, uh, it's kind of based on the original 724, but it uses the Nicaraguan wrapper on it. Um, I like this cigar. It's, uh, I think this is Kurt's most underrated line for sure. I think so, that too. The 1874 are the two, I'd say, that fly under the radar. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, a lot of people get focused on, like, the, the core 724 line, which is not bad either. Um, but if you're a 724 smoker, definitely step outside and, and see some yeah. of the other stuff that, that Kurt's got yeah. going on because it, it's yeah. really good stuff. Yeah. Um, and like I said, he's done a really great job of really expanding that brand and trying to get it out there more. Yeah. I think, so, I think five and dime is going to be a game changer for him too. Oh, I think so too. I that think that yeah. that's really going to change the game and, uh, it, it's going to be a smash hit yeah. right, when it finally yeah. does yeah. get out to the public. Yeah. Um, I agree. It's just so good. I yeah. think, I think I have one left. I think, um, cause I got a couple of them when I was out at BCA too, yeah. which was great. Um, but that's it. That's our top 25 um for smoking tobacco and like i said the the top 10 you know in order will be will be revealed on december 1st with starting with number 10 um you know i i think uh there there's a lot um you know putting these lists together what i'll say is it's not easy no you know and people will see the list and people are like and we talk about this all the time people see the list they see what's on it. They see what's not on it. And they go like, why is this not on there? Oh, why'd that make that? Look? You know what? It's not easy. Um, no. But everyone does it differently. And, um, you know, before the list does go out, you know, it gets reviewed by everyone here. And we felt strongly about what was on the list. That's what we put out. Um, you know, you don't have to agree. You don't have to disagree. That's fine. Uh, that's just kind of what we felt. And, um, you know, it's all, it's all interpretation. And Coop, I know you'll echo that too. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. easy to do, but that, that is our list. And, right. Um, right. And there's going to be cigars on the coupe list that you're going to look at saying that cigar didn't hit me. Uh, you'll say it. Other people will say it. Um, you'll get the complaints. Like this industry loves to whine. Mm -hmm. um, and I get tons of complaints. And there's always, as I said, your cigar didn't make it for one of two reasons. It didn't meet the eligibility criteria or it wasn't that good. And they'll ask me which one. I said, you really want to hear the answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. so you don't want to do that, you know, but um, yeah, that's uh, like a lot of people. When I move the date to anything post PCA, anything that's not on the shelves of PCA, that I think threw a lot of people for a loop. Um, but it was the right. I think it was a, it just it just I just couldn't make it work any other way to be fair about it. So I, I like and like you said, I think you need a two-year window, which so cigar, cigar coop uses a two-year window of cigars reviewed in the last. So it has to be released in that two-year window, but re reviewed in the past calendar year. That's the other thing. So after that, then um, it gets interesting. And so you're not going to rank 11 to 25. You're going to have uh, no. So so you'll have a. T so you're going to do a daily review or other every other day. How are you going to do it's it? It's kind of like every other day kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, um, the couplets will be daily starting on the tenth of December. Yeah, we just and it, like I said before, we wanted to do something different. I figured I'd announce the top twenty-five, but only rank the top ten. Yeah, I only saw one other person do that, uh, but not exactly the same as you did. The only other guy I see who does announces what is in contention. Well, th two other people, obviously, Cigar Authority, 
And then uh, Boston Jimmy at Stogie Press kind of does that as well. Mm-hmm. But he has like three lists. He has a he, – he rates the list based on the size of the – so he has like three lists, and then he picks an overall winner. So it's kind of – so I think it's kind of a unique way to do it in a lot of ways. Um, I used to do honorable mentions, and uh, no one cares about honorable mentions. I mean, so I think the way you're doing it's kind of a way to care about the honorable mentions is what I'm saying, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it still made it to a, yeah. a solid core list. Yeah. Um, how it boils down will be different. Yeah. Um, and there'll be stricter criteria yeah. for what makes the top 10 and yeah. who gets the winner. Um, so that that's just kind of how we're doing it. I wanted it to be different. So yep. that's it. That's our lesson. I wanted to do it this way on the show yep. um, just because I wanted to kind it's of... It's fun to kind of talk about it too. I think it's so... Yeah. And I like when we start rolling out the coop list, we could do some Monday morning quarterbacking along the way with it too. I yeah. It would be kind of fun with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it, it was it yeah. was, it was was a great yeah. way to just kind of yeah. get it out there. Um, but that's it. So stay tuned for more on that. We'll start ranking them on, on the first. Um, don't forget to catch our giveaway, head over to our social media pages, head over to our website, um, sign up for the newsletter, um, as well while you're at it. Uh, that'll help you, uh, earn some entries into the giveaway as well. Uh, it's smokingtobacco.com, but that's it. That's all I've got for, uh, for this episode, Coop. Unless yep. you guys, unless you got anything else. No, that was it. Uh, I wanted to actually, it's kind of funny because I wanted to actually do this with you. So um, like I said, stay tuned. I'm excited to see uh, how everything flushes out with that. And uh, I think it will be a lot of fun. I think I, I think I have a guest for yours, mm-hmm. but um, we'll just, we'll just, we won't spoil it. But I think I have a guess what the number one is. All right. So. You can, you can tell me, you can tell me after the show. Yep. Yep. I'd yep. be curious to see what you I, think. Uh, so here's the idea. <laughs> no one on the coop team knows my list so okay. nobody uh the ben bear they are in as much suspension as everybody it is one of the uh most kept secrets out there. It, it's it basically you might have to go under my mattress at home to get the list mm. so, that's the only way you could probably find that it's never leaked out does your wife um, know the list no but she wow. that's pretty that's pretty good but she does know it before everybody else because she does the editing um, there's also going to be a video and audio component this year with the list, which I'm introducing for the first time as well. So that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, it will be very short ones like we did, like like two to three minute videos on it. Just so it gets and what that does is it just kind of if folks want to watch a video, they can. I don't nice. I, I think the written way is always the way to go, but there's different ways, you know, and everyone has a different way of doing it. So. Hey, there's nothing wrong with doing something a little bit different. You know, it's That's always, everyone, yeah, it's always good to innovate. It, like I said, everyone brings a unique spin to it, um, which is fun. Like, uh, you know, the dojo list is another one. Uh, it's different. Half Wheel's got their own spin. Uh, Aaron's got his spin. Aaron made big changes to his last year. They moved from group, like multiple lists to single lists. Ben is not doing a list this year because he kind of came on board late. But Ben will have a list next year. And whether we combine it is we don't know yet. So it's tough because the coop thing has been going on for 11 years. So, right. you know, it's hard to change uh, things a bit, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Um, but on that note, that's going to do it for spare notes. Number 10. Thank yep. you guys for watching and listening along at home. Don't forget to yep. like and subscribe on all of our platforms. Yep. As I said before, we have Charlie Minato coming up on the main show this show. week. Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. Facebook and YouTube, as well as everywhere podcasts can be downloaded. Coop. Yep. Let me promo next week's show. Go right ahead. Big show. One of our biggest shows of the year. I saw this. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, we have the we have the three-headed monster of retailers. 
we have Abe, Dave Garofalo, and Jeff Borschowitz. Hmm. So that is going to be uh, the Of smoking, two guys smoke shop, and Corona cigar. Yep. Yep. Those are the big three. Uh, I don't put a lot of retailers on the show either. Um, And it's something, again, we just haven't. um, But each of these guys kind of have a brand behind what they're doing, too. So, yes. um, So it's a little unique. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. That will be next Thursday. Uh, We're starting at nine. So you should be all done with smoking tobacco when we start. We had to start that one a little early for variety of reasons, mostly my mind. I have to be up early the next day. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we should be done by that time. Yep. Yep. Uh, but but I'll, you, be wa- I'll be watching. Yeah. If you miss it, you can always catch us on download, like just like any of these shows. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for us. Take care and we'll see you next week.